Smashing the Plateau. I'm David Schreiner-Khan with Going Solo. In this show, we discuss building your own successful business after a late career job loss. We're not dead yet. I like to say that to people, and I know it makes people laugh, but it's true. We're not dead yet. We have a lot of experience. We have a lot of wisdom. We have a lot of talent. We have a lot to offer to the world. Today on episode 31 of Going Solo, I'm speaking with Anne LaFollette. After a long and successful career in retail at huge global companies, Anne was suddenly and unexpectedly laid off. In our discussion, you'll hear how Anne overcame the trauma of her job loss and how she built her own thriving business that brings her joy every day. Stay with us to hear all the details. If you're trying to build your own business after a late career job loss and want to make more money faster with fewer mistakes along the way, sign up for a complimentary Going Solo action planning session now. Go to goingsoloplan.com. That's goingsoloplan.com. Now let's welcome Anne LaFollette. Anne, welcome to the show. Great to have you on today. Thank you so much. I'm super excited to be here, David. I'm excited also. So you had a really successful, long career in retail at huge global companies, companies like Gap and Old Navy, and it came to an abrupt halt. What happened? Yes. So I had worked in retail my whole life. After I got out of college, I went in the corporate career direction and worked my way up the corporate ladder all the way up to the vice president level. And I'd worked at international retailers like Esprit, which is a global business. And then I moved over to the Gap and to Old Navy. And I'd actually been at the Gap for over 15 years, very successful, always in the top, you know, 5% performers. And then one day my boss calls me into his office and says, Ann, we uh, eliminated your job. And so go talk to human resources. And it came as a complete shock. I was completely unprepared. I thought I would retire from the gap. I thought I would get the gold watch. I thought I would have the retirement party. And all of a sudden I was um, out of a job. Right. Which sadly is a pretty common scenario in today's world. And, and especially for those who may have started in the workforce several decades ago, there was an expectation at one point that you would go to work for a big corporation or maybe several over the course of your career and then retire. Yes. And, you know, I, it does happen to so many people. And for each of us as individuals, it's really devastating. I mean, for me in particular, my entire identity was associated with my fancy corporate job. I traveled a lot for my job. I worked 24-7. You know, I back in the BlackBerry days, the, I had the BlackBerry was you know, with me always. And then as soon as that became the iPhone, I, I was constantly checking messages throughout, you know, basically 24 seven. And so, uh, it really took me quite a while to kind of even figure out, well, where am I going to go next? Yeah. So like, what was the first thing you did? So the first thing I did was I figured, well, I just got to get back on the horse. I got to find another corporate job. And so I started interviewing. I updated my resume, which I hadn't updated in over 15 years. And I started through the process of, of interviewing. And really for about three years, I would land a job, a job that I thought was going to be fantastic. And then that job wouldn't work out. It was either because they told me the job was going to be in San Francisco, but it ended up being in Chicago. So I was going to have to actually 
commute to it because I couldn't move my family or I just ended up not being the right fit. And I think after about three years, I, my husband and my son who are just incredibly supportive and have always been my, my top supporters said, you know, this is crazy. You got to figure something else out. Yeah. I mean, it must have been really challenging if you had a long career that was increasingly successful to then not only be fired, but also have a series of jobs that weren't working out. Yes. And I was very diligent in my search process. I was trying to identify companies where I thought it would be a good fit or where I thought it would also be really uh, both a challenging place to work, but a place where I could really make a contribution. But, you know, I was when I first got laid off, I was 55. And then in my next job, I was 56. And then in my job after that, I was 57. And then in the job after that, I was 58. And so I think that's, you know, the universe was telling me that uh, that this was no longer my path. Right, right. So once you finally made the decision that this wasn't your path, what came next? Well, I have to really um, credit my husband, Tom, because he was obviously watching me struggle to uh, try to find and keep these new jobs. And I had a box of art supplies in the basement And he had always uh, kidded with me about the fact when we travel or just when we were out and about shopping, I'd always pop into the art supply store and I'd buy a new set of colored pencils or I would buy a watercolor set. And of course, I didn't have any time to do any art and I hadn't really done any art since about the fourth grade. But over Christmas, um, this was now about three years ago, over Christmas, he said, honey, why don't I buy you? an online art class. And why don't we bring all of those supplies up from the basement where they've been collecting dust for years? And why don't you just lean into your creativity and play and just take six months off, decompress, and let's see what happens. And this was right around the, this was right after our son had gone off, just gone off to college. And my son went, is at the Rhode Island School of Design. And so we also, as parents, were talking about the fact, well, he's, he's really quite talented artistically, and he must have gotten some of that talent from somebody in the family. And uh, my husband sort of would look at himself and say, well, it's not me. And I I would look at myself and say, well, maybe it's partially me, but I've never explored that side of my personality. So anyway, that's a long, a long way of saying that my husband bought me an art class and that changed everything. And how important do you think it was to, quote unquote, take six months off? It was extremely important. It was important both from my mental state because I was really depressed about the fact that I was being told that I was too old to be successful in a corporate job. We'd lost half of our income because my husband and I both earned about the same amount of money. And that was really depressing to me. I felt like I had no value in the world anymore. And being able to, to, take the time and have sort of the safety net of my family was incredibly important because I'd never asked myself, what do I want to do? I've always been a pleaser. I've always been someone who goes above and beyond for everyone else first. So I didn't know what questions to ask myself about what could this next phase of my life even look like? And having the opportunity to take that six months allowed me to start to ask those questions I'd never asked myself before about, well, why am I here? And where can I make a contribution? And whose life can I can I impact in a positive way based on the experience that I'm going through? Yeah. Now, many people 
when they're faced with a similar situation, feel a lot of pressure not to take six months off because they feel like they really need to keep earning income, particularly if their income is, you know, depends also where you are in the balance between income and your expenses that you need to support your lifestyle. Um, but many people feel a lot of pressure not to take six months off. And I and I hear you about how important it is to be able to do that in order to to deal with the emotional trauma of the job loss. Yeah. And I think that I was very fortunate in the sense that I was extremely successful in my corporate career. And so I had accumulated stock options that we had invested very wisely. So I had a safety net, a financial safety net that I had earned from all of those years in corporate, which allowed me to, while still feeling that pressure of I've got to figure out a way to make money and to contribute to my family the way I always have. Um, It did, however, allow me to say, well, I, you know, I had this safety net that I'd earned from all of those years in my corporate job. Right, right. So during those six months, you know, in addition to just exploring your creative side and taking the time to try different things, what else helped you deal with the, the traumatic part of what you were going through? Well, I think that one of the things that was very important was the actual routine that I was in with this creative exploration. So the course that I took was an online art class where every two weeks you got a new assignment. And I never went to art school. As I said, I you know, the last time I picked up colored pencils was probably, or, or art supplies was in the fourth grade. So I needed to be introduced to everything about sort of art, the art world. And so this course was perfect because every two weeks I'd get a video and the video would teach me something new. It would teach me how to sketch or it would teach me how to paint or it would teach me how to do some a mixed media project. And one of the assignments was actually about uh, creating a repeating pattern by hand with a variety of different art supplies. And the technical term for that when you actually do it on the computer is called surface pattern design. But to answer your question, I think that it was the routine of knowing that every couple of weeks I was gonna get this new infusion of something new to learn. I've always been a lifelong learner. I love learning new things. And I feel like learning and being open to new learning helps you manage through change and also expressing yourself artistically, I think also really helps you through depression and through these massive changes that, that all of us experience at one time or another. And those were really the helpful um, structural things that, um, that were very important. Right. So structure is important, but also spending your time in that during that structured in a structured way in ways that create positive energy for yourself was really important. It was really important. And and exercise was also a very important component. So I have always been a a runner slash jogger. And, um, and I live in this beautiful town outside of San Francisco called Mill Valley that has a very famous trail race called the Dipsy. And so I signed up to, to run in, in the Dipsy. And so over this time, and it's only once a year, but during this time frame, when I'm going through this transition, that was also a place where I could really ensure that from a mental health perspective, I was getting out of the house. I was training. It's a, it's a grueling race. It goes, you go from, from Mill Valley to Stinson beach up and over the mountain. And so that was also very, very important structurally to kind of keep my sanity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. So, and what what came next? 
So what came next was this, um, this, I got totally hooked on this thing called surface pattern design that I was just describing to you. And it's a super complicated name for essentially taking your doodles or any of your art, any kind of artwork you create, bringing it into the computer using Adobe Illustrator and turning it into a repeating pattern that you can put on almost any product you can imagine. And meaning that if you look around right now, the carpet under your feet is a repeating pattern. I'm wearing a blouse that has a beautiful pattern on it. I also have um, a beautiful pattern on the back of my iPhone case. You might have wrapping paper that you uh, on a gift that you just received from someone or you just gave to someone. There's a repeating pattern on that wrapping paper and on and on and on and on. And so one of the assignments in the course that I was taking was learning how to do this by hand. And then I discovered that you could also do it on the computer. And once it's computerized, you can put it on all these different products and make money from it. And so all of a sudden, I'd not only found something that was absolutely perfect for me from a personality fit perspective, because I'm very detail oriented. I also am, uh, when I find something that I love, I go all in and I love the repetitive nature of this particular practice. And I also love the combination of analog, meaning you're drawing or sketching or painting by hand, and then you're using the power of the computer to actually turn it into something that you can sell. And that combination is fabulous because it means I'm not in front of the computer all day. A lot of the time I'm actually doing the creative uh, side, you know, the creative part that is done by hand. And then I'm spending time on the computer to actually turn it into something that can be reproduced. And so I just got totally, totally hooked, perfect for sort of my personality type and also the fact that, uh, as I mentioned before, I love to learn. Mm. And did this turn into a business? And it did turn into a business. And so the brilliant thing about it was when I first was going through kind of those dark days of thinking that I'm never going to get another job in my life and everything I've learned for the past 25 years is going to be useless to me. Um, turned out not to be true and that I was able to create an incredible business, which I've been building for the last three years. I'm in year three right now, but I've been able to create an amazing entrepreneurial business. I'm a solo entrepreneur and I have a business where I teach people how to do service pattern design through a combination of workshops, in-person workshops, coaching, an online course and a lot of um, free content that I provide to my customer base through my website. And it's super fun. And of course, all of my, my years in corporate where I had operational jobs, I never had a creative job in corporate. I always had operational jobs. I either had strategic planning jobs or inventory management jobs or running store type jobs. That all of that business acumen, however, has really come in handy in terms of how to set the business up structurally, how to make sure I understand how to manage my cash flow. And so I'm I'm smiling right now because it's so ironic that I felt like I was going to have to just never lean into all of that experience I'd built up over the years. And yet now, actually, it's coming in very, very handy. And it's, is the business side something that you're able to apply and use to help your clients as well? 
Yes, yes, because I think a lot of creatives don't have the business background that I have. And it's a very, very helpful for me to be able to, to lean in to the more business-oriented side, the setup side, the cash flow management side, the structural business sort of entity side, and all of those components of the business that they don't have a clue about because they're actually much more creative than I am. <laughs> Right. So you have the perfect combination of doing something you love doing, combining it with a lot of core competencies and providing something that the marketplace really wants. Yes. And what's wonderful about it is I'm just finding my audience and or my audience is finding me and they're all primarily women, not not exclusively women, but primarily women. They're all women of a certain age. I mean, I'm 62 now and I've been doing this for three years and, you know, we're not dead yet. I like to say that to people and I know it makes people laugh, but it's true. We're not dead yet. We have a lot of experience. We have a lot of wisdom. We have a lot of talent. We have a lot to offer to the world. And that is really my mission. My mission is to use surface pattern design, this, you know, turning your doodles into dollars as the conduit, you know, through which I can help women, no matter sort of what stage they're at manage through change and manage through that, um, diversity and come out the other end with joy, you know, with more joy in their life, with something that they truly love and finally putting themselves first because most of us put ourselves last for way too long. Oh, that's for sure. So are your clients only people who want to learn surface pattern design or are they other kinds of creatives that want to be able to turn their creativity into dollars? So they are all kinds of creatives. So the three main types of people who find me are people who already have a creative business, but they're struggling with the sort of economic side of it and want to learn more about how to how to build their business and and be more profitable. So they're but they already have a creative business. Then there are others who are who don't have a creative business but have always wanted to have a creative business. And then there are also people who are just really interested in surface design because they've always dreamed of putting their designs on fabric and they want to learn how to do that. Yeah. Now, I know that there there are a lot of people in the world that think that if you have a creative gift, trying to make a living using your creative gift is really hard or maybe impossible. Can you explain how they're wrong? Yes, I do think that that is a that's a myth that has been repeated over and over and over again. And so everybody has that kind of that little voice in the back of their head saying, oh, well, I'm never going to be able to make any money from my art. And I think that today that's not actually true at all because of um, modern technology and the access that you have to your audience through the Internet. And the biggest stumbling block for most people that I help people with the most uh, is this fear of technology especially in my, um, in sort of my age cohort. It's like, oh, I'm not going to be able to learn how to do use Adobe Illustrator, or I'm not going to be able to learn how to um, build an email list, or I'm not going to be able to learn how to do fill in the blank technology. And the thing is, is that first of all, technology is getting easier and easier and easier. Even in the last three years for myself personally, when I was learning all of this new stuff, to get my business up and running because it's an online business primarily, it's way easier to do these things even today than it was three years ago. And my approach is very is a very simple one. It's like, keep it simple. You can always get fancy later and you got to take it one step at a time. 
And I'm very methodical. I, my teaching style is very step-by-step. I try to break things down into bite-sized pieces. And there are other people who do what I do in my space, but I, I embrace the take it slow and let's enjoy this journey while we're on it. And everything like Marie Forleo says, everything is figure outable. You just sometimes have to slow down. And the brilliant thing about online, online learning in particular, is including what I offer. I offer a signature online course called the Pattern Design Academy. And it's recorded videos that I also supplement with live coaching for the students in my programs. So they always get me live for that one-on-one coaching. But the great thing is, is that the videos you can watch over and over and over again. And uh, as many times as you need to until the content kind of sticks with you and you kind of get it. So because today's day and age does involve a lot more technology, that can be a barrier for people. But I like to think about it like riding a bike, that when you, you didn't just climb on your bike and ride away, you started with uh, a tricycle and then you moved on to a bike with training wheels. And then the training wheels came off and your parents ran alongside you until you had your balance and you, they could let go. And you were then, you had this amazing freedom. And I like to use that analogy with technologies. Like you're just, you're going to start really slow. We're going to start at the very beginning, what, like we're on a tricycle and we're going to take it step by step by step until you get to the other end and have this freedom. It allows you that is going to be transformational. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and congratulations on everything that you've built. It sounds phenomenal. What's your dream? Where do you where do you see this going? So I just want to impact as many people as possible who, whether they want to learn surface design or not, I want to open their eyes to the possibilities um, in the creative space. So it's uh, definitely in the creative space about how how many possibilities there are for them to do something with a huge amount of joy with uh, that enables them to give a huge contribution to the world and to lean into the creativity that maybe somebody, maybe it was a parent, maybe it was a teacher who said, oh, you're not creative. You should give up on that. And I want to say very loudly and very proudly that that's not true. We're all creative and um, there's no time like the present. And so my, my tagline is it's never too late to create. And I truly believe that. And I want to get that message out to as many people as possible. And if um, anyone wants to get in touch with you to go deeper with anything that you've shared today or access any resources that you have, where would they go? So the best place for them to go is my website, which is annelafollettart.com. And I have a free video series, which will introduce them to how to turn a sweet little like flower, just a little flower doodle, or just a little, even it can even be just dots and, and lines into a repeating pattern so that they can just get introduced to this concept and see how fun it is to turn your doodles into these repeating patterns that you can then sell. Sounds great. Well, Anne, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to join us today on Going Solo. My guest today has been Anne LaFollette, the founder and CEO of Anne LaFollette Art. Thank you again, Anne, for joining us. Thank you so much. It was my pleasure, David. When you visit the Going Solo website at smashingtheplateau.com slash going solo, you'll find a summary of each episode along with the links we mentioned on the show. Today, we learned how to combine what you love with what you're most competent at doing to serve a new market in your own business and much more. 
If you're trying to build your own business after a late career job loss and want to make more money faster with fewer mistakes along the way, sign up for a complimentary Going Solo action planning session now. Go to goingsoloplan.com. That's goingsoloplan.com. Remember to subscribe on whatever platform you listen on and leave a review if you can. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our show. I'll see you on our next episode.